Well, welcome everyone. Welcome to the Country Take podcast where we will be reacting today, uh, the first 20 minutes or so, to the last, to the episode 7 and 8 of The Last Dance. Boom! How's it going, Eric? I'm doing all right, man. It's gotten a little hot here, and um, <laughs> people—it's like gone up and down as far as you know, the humidity goes. How, how's the weather on your end? Oh, it's beautiful California, man. Beautiful California. Can't complain. Can't complain. Can't complain. We don't get that. Uh, we don't get that that Midwest humidity like like you do over there. Do you not really? Uh, humid, no. But you get everything dry, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just nice. I can't complain, dude. I spent the last summer in Chicago. And it was, no, I did. I spent the last summer here. I spent. I've spent summers in Chicago, and uh, it's it's miserable, man. So wait, when was the when was the last time you were in Chicago? Uh, last time was it was last year. But last I, year. I was I went to go visit at the end of at the end of. Gotcha. The end of summer. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. You from? You spent how many years out in Chicago? Three years. Three years. Three years you spend in in the heartland of the Michael Jordan. Uh, that is true. You'd be surprised, though. People don't talk about Michael Jordan. Everyone everyone wears Jordans, including the homeless people, which I thought was interesting. But uh, nobody talks about it unless you want to kind of get into debate, like debates. Uh-huh. You know, being a Warriors fan and whatnot, or being from the Bay Area, mm-hmm. uh, that's when my Chicago friends were kind of quick to pull the 90s Jordan card, you know? The but, 90s. Uh, n- n- never talked about it. I, 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 it seemed like at the time. Uh, anyways, yeah. Just- no, 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 no. It's interesting because um, this episode, I, I well, at least the first one, mm. showed me more Jay's talk, which we'll get to in a little bit. But uh, for everyone in Are you attendance, five? no, 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 no. I think t- no. We were watching yesterday, if I'm correct, was seven and eight. Am I right? Am I crazy? Yeah, it, was five, it was five and six. It's five and six. Oh crap. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know. This is this is episode one of your show, man. You over, you, 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 I don't know. I may have lost count, but no. What I do know is the subject matter. So what was promised to us last week was that, I mean, at least in the text message that you sent me was, we were gonna see something about a little snippet, however big, about mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant. They threw and, a little um, Kobe in there. That was nice. They threw a little Kobe in there, and then uh, a lot. At, at one point throughout. Yesterday, you, you texted me, um, yeah, is this a documentary about the Bulls, or is it about <laughs> Michael Jordan? <laughs> Look, I'm not complaining, man, because you, you don't think 85% of the questions, whether it, you know, like, let, let's say if you're, if you're a reporter and you know that, like, the broad, the broad <clears throat> spectrum or subject is about the Chicago Bulls, final season you don't think 85 to 90 percent of the questions all have to do with just michael jordan you know yeah it's it's a guilty pleasure we've gotten all the michael jordan documentaries you know i'll take more i don't care this is you know footage this is new footage it's new footage but i i kind of wish i it's the same i have these all i have almost the same reaction that i've had for the past um that i've had for the past few weeks is that they mm. keep doing this history lesson thing that they go from, oh, 1998. They, 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 it's, I don't want to say the word honey dick, but it's almost like they, they, they tease you with the 1998 just HD footage. 
and then they go back to like 1991, <laughs> which is still, I think, yeah. a portion of it is probably from the vault. You know, there's uh, probably yeah. a lot that we're not seeing that we've never seen. Have like when it went to 91 or 92, have you seen most of that footage? Uh, a lot of it, no. Uh, they, I, dude, I've seen all the footage of both documentaries, and they some of it you know, haven't seen. There's a lot of new stuff on there. That's fascinating. One, some of the new stuff. One of the new stuff that I was just, I was just on pines and needles. I mm. was the uh, dream team one. Was that just a little more of that game that they keep talking about? You know, in the dream yeah, team but documentary. They, they, they came out with um, they came out with the dream team documentary. I, God, I don't know what year it was, but it was, it was excellent. It was within the fa- past five years. But what I'm trying to say is, what we saw yesterday, we may have seen a little more. We may have seen a little more of those clips that they use for for that uh, yeah, documentary. Uh, uh, all the um, <clears throat> if you notice all the All Star Game, the '98 All Star Game. Oh yeah. Was all re- It's it's all recycled. Um, some of it was zoomed in a little bit more. Some of it might have been uh, enhanced a little bit more to make it seem, you know, like the coloring or the high def part yeah. of it. But it's all the exact same footage. Yeah. I almost like worded every, all of it, you know, because I I remember all the broadcasting. The, when when Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant are crossing paths when the game is over, just congratulating each other and whatnot. You know, Michael yeah. Jordan had him, but I'll see you down the road. Like that was, yeah. See, w- with the Kobe aspect, I-, I thought it was neat that, and you know, in the the <laughs> basketball fan in me kind of wanted more. I thought it was, you know, because you saw Kobe, yeah, yeah. you saw Kobe in the trailer, and you thought, oh, this guy's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna break down Jordan's game <laughs> like he does on detail. Oh. You know? No, it, it, well, it, no, I, I don't see the point because of. I, I think he just tried to get his point across that he just uh, yeah. MJ was somebody that he went to as a, as a mentor. You know, I really like I, I like his mentality of whenever whenever you know the late Kobe Bryant. It, it's first of all, what was your reaction when you saw just? I mean, it was tease. It was kind of spoiled to you, but you saw just yeah. in the in the curse. In the pre-show, it said in loving memory of Kobe Bryant. It's just yeah, it, it just it just weird. I mean. This It'll always be gonna, weird. Yeah, it's always weird just because it's like uh, he's gone, but this, this this is new stuff that we haven't seen yet. You know, this has been kept. So, but yeah. it was. I mean, it was cool to see. Either way. Yeah, it was short and it was concise. And what I like about Kobe is in interviews, in he consistently says this in almost every interview that he says, whenever someone tries to compare him to MJ, it's like yeah. I can't objectively. I cannot objectively and definitively go back and play him, you know, yeah. unless you create a time machine. And I just, I just wish, I really wish that's something that a lot of these other players would say, one in particular that I'm not going to get yeah. to just yet. Mm. Um, Zircon, Pines and Needles. The reason I say Pines and Needles is because that dream team might be the greatest team of all time, would you say? The greatest team ever assembled uh, in team sports? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can't be, say the Warriors. <laughs> but you can't. Well, you could, but you can't. Um, you can't compare other like. I don't know, dude. Like at the time, if you if you th- this is why I don't like these comparisons because players play different at different times. You know, athleticism. Yeah. Uh, the standards of, of athleticism is, is different. Uh, Skill set is different at different times. But um, yeah, you could you could say the same about the 2012 team. Oh no, I'm sorry, the 2008 team. But you know. Yeah, but two, 90, 92 was the yeah they, they consider that it's it's been said over and over it's the greatest team ever assembled in team sports. Um, I, I think the reason I I think that 
I think the reason that's it's that that term is ascribed to it is just because it's probably it's likely the most influential team. You think about just where Everything the world, culture, yeah. yeah, where the world was then when it when it came to basketball. It's just like the the U.S. didn't have to send their best players. Like the whole reason the dream team was a big yeah. deal was because what people people didn't know if NBA players like at the highest level could gel together and whether they wanted to play in the Olympics or not, right? Well, but that was a little bit of it, but most of it is because before, if you played in the NBA, you were considered a professional uh, player, and the Olympics only allowed amateur players, you know, which were Just college wild. students. In, in, I don't know. I don't know why this. It used to be. Sense, it but, used but to these, be. But these are the rules. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're a if you're a college player in the United States, you're considered amateur. But if you also if you play overseas professionally like let's say you played in spain or something you were mm-hmm. considered you're still considered an amateur if you played professionally it's really strange they still do that weird <clears throat> amateur thing like um i don't remember what it was 2008 and i don't know remember i don't remember what it was for 2016 but i remember mm-hmm. when anthony davis won uh the title with kentucky he was invited yeah, yeah. to be on the team that same year mm-hmm. Now yeah, yeah. everyone knows. I mean, now it's it's pretty obvious he deserved to be on that team. But well, um, if if you had to replace Christian Leitner, who who would who would you who would you oh, have gone there's with? No, there's absolutely no question. It, 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 it's so funny. Like our first like real getting into is about this dream team, which is fine. But it, it's funny because um, an easy pick. Even a, Christian Leitner got in because he was the. I think he won every possible. You know, award. He was great in college. Oh, he was great. He was amazing. Did you ever see the documentary? Um, I hate Christian Leitner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I stumbled upon it. It was, I don't. I don't. I don't remember who was it. Yeah. ESPN. Uh. Or was it I, HBO? I don't know. It was some. It had to be ESPN. I thought ESPN is the one that does the thirty for thirty. I stumbled. I, quite honestly, I stumbled upon it as an accident. I didn't know he was tied to Duke. I didn't know there was that whole like. Oh yeah. Thing. Are the, accidents are the best, you know? As they yeah. say, the best, or as I like to say all the time, the best plan is no plan, dude. You stumble on these gems every here and there. And so, so at <laughs> at that point, you'd still give it to Christian Leitner over someone like No, at that point, if, if I had a choice, but I don't. And also, if most people had a choice, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Shaquille O'Neal was the other one. He was the guy that came in that, uh, he was the other, like, option mm-hmm. to play on the Dream Team. It was Shaquille O'Neal. Because uh, that year... Damn it! Was with it? Did they come out in the same draft? Uh, I I'd have to look it up. But I, you know, Shaquille O'Neal was picked first in that draft where Christian Leitner did win Player of the Year. I gotta double check that though. So um, 92. 92 but, is the year they went to the Olympics. So he must have been drafted in ninety two. Yeah. Also, the, the Christian Leitner made a really good point in that documentary where I don't know if it if it was his documentary or the dream team documentary, but you know, when you're the, even if you're the best college player ever, Mm -hmm. you're playing on this team, the 92 dream team with these hall of famers, you know, these killers, you're not getting any, it doesn't matter. You're not getting any game time, you know, not, yeah. You like, you go from being the best college player in the world or the best, you know, whatever amateur player in the world to just like, you know, playing garbage minutes on this team. And Christian Leitner was explaining that ego-wise, he can handle it a lot better than somebody like Shaquille O'Neal could. You know, I think I think it would have hurt Shaquille O'Neal more to put to be put in a role like that. Yeah. But yes, it was the same draft. Shaquille O'Neal went number one, and Leitner went number three. 
Did late so how did Leitner's because it was Leitner and Bobby Hurley I think that had that were the Duke products because Bobby Hurley is tied to the Dream Team because of it the was um, a bunch, dude. It was it was Duke, it was uh, Grant Grant Hill, Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley. Talk about a great college team because yeah. uh, they it, it was and Grant Hill and Bob Bobby Hurley Jr. His son, his father, who coaches at St. Mary's. Um, yeah, yeah. St. Anthony's. I'm sorry. They. Um, it was the one t. It was the one game that the Dream Team lost to, right? Supposedly because yeah, they, they. Yeah, because they were. Yeah, they were motivated. They were, you know. <coughs> but this is. I mean, this is something else, man. Like you gotta watch this documentary. Check it out. It's. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Kind of circling back to the um to the last dance. What? Yes. Let's let's go right off the top. Well, you know, what what were your initial thoughts like, in comparison to what we've seen before, and then. Uh, what, what was going more, through your mind? More this, I mean, more the same. It's just, I don't. I mean, I don't really care what. I, I, not that I don't care what they put out. Like whatever they put out is is good. Like, it's solid. The mm. the damn um. Oh god. Oh, what, what, one thing I one thing I love the most about let's say a movie or a show. Like it, like if there's an intro to something, if they, if they don't play the intro right away, let's say they play a few clips before to get us a little hyped up. Yeah. And then they play the intro to it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just me. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of a nerd, but for like, I, I get goosebumps when I hear the intro. It reminds me of the Mandalorian intro, you know, but I'm starting to see a little more of it now because they have a concrete theme. It's like, they went all out for this documentary. They got yeah. a, per- they got a composer <laughs> to do like motifs. So you notice that as, every, as they should, I mean, ESPN got money. Absolutely. If, if you're getting, if you're getting footage like this, if you're getting this much Michael Jordan, like interview time, you better go all out for it. Yeah. I've never seen, is he, he has to be the most interviewed person in, in the, in all of this documentary. You no. Know? Jordan. Probably. Like Jordan, yeah. I mean, because he, and that's wild to think because he's been just mysterious in the media for years. He's ne- you know? He never does this. He and never does this. It's, it's so special. Yeah. I, I saw, what? I did see a little bit though. Um, I was reading the other day in the Wall Street Journal. There's this documentary specialist, kind of journalist. His name is Ken Burns. You ever heard of him? So Ken Burns, Ken Burns. Ariel Hawani is pretty well. He gets on a lot of fighters' nerves, but he does the dirty work in covering. He's, he's, he's my. Uh, that's the old, That's literally the only journalist that I know. Oh yeah. come on, you know more than that. You. Uh, maybe uh, we talked about this. There's this one. Um, no, I, I, whatever. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> go, go on. No, no, no. But the um, he said Ken Ken Burns and his. It's kind of he made a point that's kind of been racking uh it's been in the back of my mind for a little bit since seeing this documentary. It's wildly entertaining. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think I don't necessarily think it's good journalism. Uh and what? and this guy came Ooh. out and said it is flat out not good journalism and the reason is oh boy. And the reason what? is oh, uh is because it's Jordan um his his, his his whole take, and you have to understand, Ken Burns is like a really influential journalist. He's a guy who okay. makes a ton of like historic documentaries, documenting you know jazz from the 1960s and whatnot. And he says the reason this documentary isn't really a documentary in that sense, and it's not proper journalism, is because yeah. you have a source that's dictating and almost manipulating the story that's being told and so what how do you react to that do you find that to be true or 
objectively look, or look i'll tell you what what percentage of viewers know what the criteria or proper steps to making a documentary is what how many people okay i'll tell you right i have no idea what it is okay i'm sure it's a low percentage but whatever i'm watching i'm okay with it okay are you saying that are you saying that the majority of the people that watch this documentary or any like ESPN 30 for 30 are you saying that they aren't they aren't looking for anything else other than entertainment value is it I don't know about entertainment value I mean we're getting information we're getting stories yeah there's some entertainment but I I don't know what the criteria of, of what a proper documentary is so if someone if, if this reporter or whatever or journalist is saying they're not following proper precautions or steps or whatnot I, don't know. I guess it's for me it's a little too early to say because if we haven't seen the series conclude yet that'll be that'll be what in the next two weeks or the next two week? more weeks yeah two weeks man we waited since 2018 for this and it comes down to these next two weeks so yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what were some something i thought about as i was watching the doc was that every turn you know, I mean, yeah, at every turn where Jordan encounters conflict, he always kind of circles back to that idea of, you know, proving other people wrong. You know, almost almost like an egomaniac. I don't know. It, it kind of turned me I mean, on to how much true, yeah. how much of an egomaniac he was. Like, he would take things that weren't necessarily things. Like, um, the reason or what was insinuated to me by watching was – you know, he would make competition in his mind to compete with the people on the floor, you know. So when he went, so for example, when he went to the Olympics or whatnot, he would just, he had this, he was reading into what Jerry Krause was saying about Tony Kukoc at the time. Like, oh, this guy's going to come in and be all that for us. And yeah. any other player... I don't know. Maybe yeah. players in the '90s and '80s were just that much more sensitive <laughs> about it's certain about, issues. It's not sensitive, man. It, it's just there. You gotta find a way to motivate yourself, even if you're making up something in your in your in your mind, dude. Because in reality, the the Tony Kukoc uh, deal or the you know what, however that went, mm -hmm. I bet I bet it was really just Jerry Krause. Like we got this really, you know, because. Uh, the, you know, as I said before, like early, in the early '90s, what the, what NBA managers or, or GMs were trying to do are find these 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 overseas gems, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and Tony, which Kukoc is still is what they're the trying first. to do today. So they, they, they're still they're doing it all the time, but I mean, like the beginning of it, or you know, when it really yeah. was happening, I think early '90s. And what what really happened was, you know, they. they they saw this kid, Tony Kukoc from Croatia. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that he was getting paid that much, though. Like, this is something that I, I learned. Just kind of like the whole the, the whole Scottie Pippen thing, you know, the first two episodes of him being underpaid. But finding out about, uh, let's say these players are finding out Tony Kukoc. Jared Krause is already, like, wowing this dude. Just probably mostly from potential or whatnot. Yeah. And, and, and the whole thing about Michael Jordan saying it's like having your – it's like you're, you're with your father – and and your brothers or whatever and you know oh, and his man. kids and you have all these all these things that you've got all these but he doesn't care he cares about this other kid like that's 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 the stuff that i never thought of it you, like that before you, because that's the stuff that, that you got to plant in your mind to motivate you to do right you know. because with jordan that's that goes back even further to like him and his childhood him having to compete with his older brother and 
because you saw it in could, the yeah, it's, first yeah, two it's, episodes. It's a different kind of thing, though, because with, with that, Jordan learned, he got that uh, that competitive drive, you know, or that or, or the madness or whatnot from losing. Yeah. You know, that, that that's a little different. This is another situation where he's the best, but he has to make something up to to, motiv- to motivate himself to, yeah. you know, to get the job done. And did, did they? Yeah, they did. It's, but I, I just never, I, I can't believe it took this, yesterday's two episodes for me to finally, because you always think competitiveness, it just ends on the court, you know, for, for most athletes, it, it's, it's like they, I mean, I'm excluding the ones at the very, very top, like Michael Jordan, but even players like, I mean, they, they're compared often, he's compared often to that of, you know, uh, Tiger Woods. Or these other all-time grades, but there's just something oh, else yeah, about yeah. Michael Jordan that he's just always psychologically there. He's always yeah. on like gear eleven, which is why why when people say, "Hey, if you were an actual, if you were an NBA player, who would you rather, who would, who would you want to be on the team with? Who would you more want to be on the team with? Someone yeah, like a Magic yeah. or someone like a MJ, the other MJ? They're all, they're all mad. They're all crazy. They're- they're all crazy, but I, I think current day, I think if you want to talk about all-time great that you want to play for, I think people say LeBron because, you know, I mean, the league is so so damn friendly right now. It, it's it's kind of annoying, actually, but a little too buddy-buddy, you know? It is a little too buddy-buddy, but at the by that same token, you know, I'm going by something that Draymond says. If I'm your friend, yeah, if, you know, Draymond Green, uh, if I'm your friend— if if you're my enemy and you're just we're on the court playing, sure, th- there's always going to be that animosity, right? But yeah, there's always going to be that cool competitiveness that maybe drives the ratings. But if I'm your friend, I want to beat you even more, which is the same mentality that Jordan had. Jordan would almost wine and dine his players. <laughs> yeah, like Danny Ainge or whatnot. Up to supposedly they would play golf together, right? Or and yeah, they played golf. Danny Ainge, uh, he would take if if, if the. If the Knicks are in town, you know, Michael Jordan's taking Patrick Ewing and Charles Oakley, you know, to a nice steak dinner the night before, mm-hmm. you know? Which is weird to think because you, you hear them talk about him now. And it's yeah. almost like it, it's this weird kind of uh, almost Stockholm syndrome where, oh, yeah, the guy that I lost to is better than the guy that y'all are losing to. Oh, yeah, by the way, the guy that I lost to, we, we went to dinner the night before. It's almost like they're proud of it, you know? I don't know if they're proud. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know where you got that from. Um, no, 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 no. It's just the, it's just the, it's just the maybe an image thing that I see sometimes with these, with these athletes that just are so gung ho about their, their genre and their, their era. Because I don't. <clears throat> the only time I'll feed into the comparisons is, is just from a historic standpoint. Where, where did the game change? You know. Um, yes. Well, yeah. If you bring in more, if you bring in culture. Yeah, and literally changing of the game, perhaps rules. Someone like an Allen Iverson who changed rules. Yeah. Then that's where you can put more weight in these conversations. But and, uh, you know, skills, wise, yeah. And talking about changing the game, he, um, Michael Jordan, not only is you and I know he not only revolutionized basketball, he literally revolutionized culture and fashion. Uh, uh yes. I, I, you know, it's it's surreal to kind of hear and see the footage of him going to Nike for the first time, and the fact that his mom made him do it. Mm, dude, dude, I saw this hilarious meme right right before uh, I came onto this, but I saw a meme it showed Michael Jordan's mom. I think her name is Dolores. Dolores. Yeah, Dolores. Dolores. Oh, it's so funny. It, it just showed a picture of her, and then the meme said, 
like this is you know this what this is the woman that forever changed the history of you know the sneaker culture game she is though she has to be because it's so funny i I don't know if that's like a southern like a southern politeness thing she literally told him like look you don't have to sign with them you have to go just out of the decency because they invited you you know yeah that's literally why he went I didn't take it like that. I thought she was telling him, hey, as a businessman, you've got to explore our options. You know, you, you've got yeah, to, yeah, like, you've got to go yeah. chase your, you've got to go, like, chase your crop or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That's not the saying. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Dolores Jordan is yeah. almost single-handedly responsible for, and, I mean, Sonny Vaccaro and all these other players. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I mean. But, also, you, you got to, look, wherever he went. It was going to be big. Yeah, you, you, you don't know what's going to happen as far as uh, the creativeness or like yeah. what they would have done. Because if he would have went with Converse, he's just another name on a brand. Yeah. Which is crazy because nowadays that's what Nike is. But you My know, God, when they were playing those ads in the uh, in the documentary, it's just like the most... I had a friend that I was, that I was watching with. He, he, you know, he, he told me, this is likely the most cringiest... This is this has to be the most cringiest thing I've seen. It's the the, the one with the, it was like Magic Isaiah. Magic Isaiah was it Magic Isaiah or Magic freaking Dikimbe Larry? No, no, it was Magic. It was Magic Johnson, Isaiah, uh, Magic Isaiah, Larry Bird. I think there was two other players, but um, at the end of it, the, the whole twist was well, Larry Bird showed off his MVP trophy or something. Uh huh. And he just yeah, had like yeah. they all had the same silhouette shoe with like the same kind of. It was the Converse what? Uh, what were they called? It was called the Converse Weapon. It was the colorway was just but different by team. I wonder if they like, retro them now. And then initially, you know, initially Jordan he admitted. Do you remember a book? I think I gave it to you. It's a. Uh, it, it's. Was it kind of like mostly, the graphic? It's like a graphic novel handbook. It's just like a big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a. Um, it's like a bio, autobiography, biography, autobiography. Yeah. It, but it's it's like, it's like seventy five percent shoes, twenty five percent personal life. Mm-hmm. And you and Jordan goes into you know pretty good detail about his thought process of my, Nike was last on his list. He wanted to go to Adidas, you know. And yeah. I don't know who was who who was sponsored by Adidas back then in the eighties or I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. But I, I what? No, no. It's, I was just saying like I've. It's just so weird to see Jordan, who later in the documentary found a creative way to cover up the re- I hadn't even thought about that. He found he took the American oh, yeah. flag and he covered the Reebok logo. You would think that's just it's just such a genius Jordan thing to put like you know what are you gonna say? It's the American flag. I'm wearing the it's damn the jacket. Yeah, I didn't even know the jacket was he Reebok. His jersey instead. He didn't put a, a shirt over it. He put the American flag. Yeah. And he was the only player. He, he was the only player on the team to do so. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was the only person to do that. And uh, the first time that was put out, Michael Jordan, he had a oh my god, I'm such, I don't know why I remember all this, but there was another um, like graphic uh, or picture biography mm-hmm. type book that Michael Jordan came out. It was called Rare Air. I think it was like right after he retired. That's still a saying today. Can you can you kind of explain the origin of that saying? Like, of what Rare Air? Yeah, because Nike sometimes oh, they'll include it in their like products, like Rare Air. There's a there's a pair of Jordans called the Jordan Undefeated. It's the four, and there are 72 pairs. Yeah. It's supposedly it's one of the most expensive pairs out there. It's like you can find one for twenty four thousand yeah, like, dollars. it's like dark green. And like yeah, green. and underneath yeah. it it says Red Air. It's like vel- it's like a Rare Velcro Air. strap. Yeah, what is that from? I don't know. I just know that he had a book. He had a book that came out like this. Uh, mm-hmm. It was more of a picture book. Uh, that was called Rare Air after yeah. his. Um, 
his second retirement. It's just and, weird. Uh, and in yeah. that, it showed uh, it showed pictures from the Dream Team, mm-hmm. and then uh, Jordan explaining like he didn't want any issues with with Nike because their uniforms in the on the Dream Team was sponsored by Reebok. Right. So that's that's what he just covered it up like that. And you'd have to you have what? to imagine if Jordan hadn't had the peace of mind, do you think they do you think Reebok would have exploited? that image to, to hell and back like Nike does with all its NBA athletes? I don't know. I, probably not. I, I, if anything, it just it just helped. Um, yeah. It just helped Michael in Nike's graces more so than yeah. anything else, you know? I don't know about you, but I, I like it when they show stuff like that. I know I like it, you know, because brand, yeah. brand and and marketing or not, it can kind of be seen, seen yeah. as a marketing yeah. ploy, but at this it, point, it's culture. You know, when he says, I like Adidas. A young I, Michael I, I Jordan. Because um, back then, you have basketball sneakers, right? Yeah. People wore those shoes to play basketball. Period. I, I didn't realize that the Jordans Jordans were the first shoes to where people wore it with, you know, they just wore it out like mm-hmm. it, with their regular clothes, you know, street clothes or whatnot. Yeah. You kind of wonder. You kind of wonder if they still have that like, sign. What? You you gotta wonder if they still have that sign that says "Welcome." It, you know, it it was the footage of him walking to Nike, and it just said, "Hey, welcome to Nike, Jordan." Like Jordan, what? Like Nike welcomes you, Jordan, or whatnot. Do you remember that? I wonder no, if no. that's somewhere in the vault. But what were you gonna say? I was gonna say it's it's funny about Nike too because look, I, I know you love the ones, but I I think they're one of the worst. <laughs> Jordans. Oh oh, for sure. Them. We I was just about to touch on that. What's your favorite yeah. Jordan, dude? Like. What was your uh, first I pair? What was your first pair? Ever. And then what's your favorite? My first pair of Jordans ever? Yes. Uh, the Olympic Seven. That you can dang. So it's the, the it's the one he wore to the to the dream dream team, right? Yeah, it was mostly white, yeah. white a little bit of gray, and then uh, like gold, blue, and red on the, the bottom. Seven. But, but, but what, what I'm trying to get at is that I, I think look, the Jordan ones obviously are, are iconic. You know. Uh, they're his first shoe. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're one of the ugliest, uglier of the. You Jordan. think they're, they're really one of the uglier ones. shoes? Uh, the, the uglier of the. Uh, oh Air my Jordan. goodness! They're, they're literally, they're literally just dunks that are high tops. Look, I'm, I'm just. Whoa. Shit or whatever. I, I, I have, I've had plenty of pairs of ones. I, I, I know, I know. Pairs. It's just wild coming from you because like the ones yeah, are just. I, a... They're kind of and and um back then in '85 you had like I think uh, NBA teams had their own specific shoe that they had to wear. Mm-hmm. Or shoes that had to get passed where you could wear it, but what were some of those regulations? Jordan, he was not allowed to do it. He was fined five thousand dollars per game, and Nike just paid. Nike for it. paid for it. It was like, like the that's, perfect, that's, perfect marketing it's, campaign. It's, uh, it's a perfect marketing scheme too. Like five thousand dollars, like that's all you gotta pay. I mean, even back then, that's probably a lot. But if that's all you gotta pay is five thousand dollars for some, for some like you know marketing. Yeah, it wasn't. Shoe. It was people. What a lot of people don't notice or don't realize, it wasn't the bread ones that we know about it was just some other it was even before the bread ones were supposed to come out it was just like pair of like it's kind of like you said like high high top dunks or whatnot that were uh, colored a little were... differently but because yeah. they but because the league came down on it supposedly because it didn't really match quote unquote didn't have enough white or whatever nike yeah. like used that as fuel it was just like the perfect storm so you think the ones are the wor- are the ugliest dude i think they look the most well, beautiful the, 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 the more no, you beat the them up. At this is because um, in this documentary, I mean, it's also it's also been documented that Jordan didn't want to go to Nike. I think that was like the last one is totem pole, yeah. the totem pole of shoes to sign with. And then there were the Jordan 1s. Like, that's kind of whatever, right? 
he made a lot of money, like more than double of what all the top players made from the shoe mm -hmm. deals. Do you remember what the Jordan 2s look like? They were supposed to be like a fashion Italian kind of deal, like the Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are hideous compared to <laughs> He mostly right? wore the lows of those in the game. That's the that's the shoe he wore when he no, broke no, he, his he wore, foot, he wore right? The, um, mostly he would wear the lows sometimes yeah and then it wasn't until the, threes, the three right before the threes came out if you read that book that documentary that i gave he was going to leave adidas he was going to leave he nike he was going to leave he was going to leave nike he's like screw this i'm done with y'all like there's nothing you can do to convince yeah. me and then the guy the guy tinker I'm tinker hatfield yep absolutely yeah, anyone anyone in, in shoe culture knows who tinker is he's he was like all right this is my hail mary and he showed about radio the the room the meeting or whatever yeah and then tinker shows him the threes and then jordan just like oh what's oh. <laughs> and the rest of the sporting world went crazy that, that, um it, yeah. was it the threes that uh spike lee came out with that mars blackman character <clears throat> no mars blackman was the, the fours uh, it might have been the threes first but i i believe the fours were in in his movie um what is it called it's one of his movies he had the fours in it. Something, it's in Brooklyn. Uh, oh, God, I don't know the movie name. I've, I've, it's kind of bad that we don't know this movie. It's like one of those like historic, iconic Well, I've never, I've, truth be told, I, I'll be honest, I've never seen it. I've only seen that one clip where the guy steps on the dude's like Jordan 4. Oh, this is bad, dude. We, now we got to look this up, dude. <laughs> so, like, we should know this. If, if anybody watches this, okay, all three viewers, <laughs> all three of us, all three are going to be our, our relatives. <laughs> Do the right thing. Do the right thing, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, my, my dad right now is probably like, hey, uh, I thought they were gonna, thought they were gonna have a show. He's probably on the TV. Did I tell you about this? He was, uh, he said James just said tune in, like, so he just thought, assumed that it's gonna be on TV. Well, it can be on TV if you have if you have Twitch on if you have Twitch yeah. on your TV or if you but just you, if you have a web browser on your TV uh, or whatnot. Yeah, you're, you're gonna re-upload this just like on YouTube or whatever tomorrow, right? Pretty much. Yep. Pretty okay. much. Later well, tonight okay. or whatever. I'll, I'll, let, I'll let I'll tell my dad about watching. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll only be. He, yeah, he, he's probably so excited to watch this, and then he's gonna watch it like. Oh. Well, he still can, so it's yeah. But I I can get into it later. But yeah, it'll. Well, yeah, well, yeah, we're not gonna. Do audio pro. Um. Anyway, back to the back to the subject of Jordans. I found it. it it's it's pretty on par with what you're saying. It's probably the worst Jordan because it's the first. It was the first one, and Jordan he wore it when he went to when he thought it was gonna be his last game in the Garden. You saw that, right? And he said uh, by halftime yeah. my feet were bleeding. Yeah, dude, because they were they were like a size or two too small. Oh, that's why it wasn't the design of the shoe. It was just the fact that he no, was wearing. No, because yeah, because because his his feet grew throughout his career. Oh, maybe, you know, like I said, maybe one or two sizes. Because he figure, wait, what did he start height, off with? I don't know. Because it's I think he was uh, thirteen and a half. Let's, thirteen let's and a half. That's the that's the size everybody knows about. You know. Yeah, but, but let's just say when he got in the league, let's say he was a size twelve. You know, like mm -hmm. that could be a huge difference. Also, I mean, you played you played organized basketball for a school. When I don't know if you ever got your ankles taped up, but oh yeah, I, 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 I guarantee every NBA player has their ankles taped up before every. I think it's a borderline that, requirement. Huh? I think it's a borderline requirement. Either yeah, ankles okay. taped up or or, or yeah, some type of orthotics. Can you imagine wearing a shoe that's one or two sizes smaller than what you're supposed to wear? Oh, Jesus. And then also, there's a, that other layer of protection that you need to have on, and it's going to make the shoe oh, even tighter than it is. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, and It must have been, it must have been, uh, God, it must have been. Do you remember what Jordan when scored? When you're that insane, when you're that crazy, this, this dude, Michael Jordan said, by halftime, my feet were bleeding. Oh, but I was having a good game, so I kept them on. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he, he scored, I believe he scored 38 points. He scored 38 points that game. Here's a fun fact. 
He scored 38 points, and then I don't know if you saw there was, there was a few plays where he drove. It was, it was on the left side. He drove. He got fouled. He kind of twisted sideways. He kind of and he randomly threw it up. Hit the backboard and went in. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the documentary, they were saying everyone just laughed because it was like whatever. That was that actually won uh, the number one play of the year. Uh, according to like inside stuff or uh, like NBA.com. Or Did it deserve to win? Did that play uh, in particular deserve play, to? Not. It probably not. If you Did they just give it to him because so he was funny. Michael Jordan? Yeah. It was just so funny. Uh, you know who Ahmad Rashad is, right? Yes. Dude, I love, I love seeing Ahmad Rashad in the hotel lobby wearing this NBA inside stuff shirt. This, uh, this, uh, you know, big, like just, yeah. Shirt. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love. The thing I love about this documentary of just seeing candid Michael Jordan, he was kind of a dick. <laughs> he was kind of a dick, but then to others he wouldn't be. You know, I think he was a dick to you if he if if you if he was expecting you to perform and he was. But yeah, yeah, kind of going back to the egomaniac thing, like he would compete with everyone. Like you saw what some of the footage I love most is him interacting yeah. with the security guards. It's just like. Yeah, and he would take their money if if everything. if they lost. <laughs> everything was a competition, dude. In in the rare air documentary or book, someone was telling a story about how Michael Jordan, like they were, they were playing cards. This is like early in Jordan's career, but they were playing cards at someone's house, like yeah. their family's house. And then um, this dude was watching Michael Jordan, and, and and this guy's mom was also playing against Michael Jordan, and he saw Michael Jordan cheat like take a card or something or like just blatantly cheated i think i've heard this and jordan's mom was like nah it wasn't jordan's mom it was the guy's mom that was this guy was watching michael jordan play or whatever and he saw that jordan was blatantly cheating against his own his mom or whatever i'm like that's crazy man (laughs) that much to win like that crazy about winning and um yeah always yeah it's so funny because uh in the documentary in last dance they were because you know when they're on the plane or whatnot they're, they're gambling like in the back jordan the, some players are gambling these are like you know they're gambling yeah. big money it's like serious money a dollar a piece a dollar a hand or whatnot yeah in, in the front of the bus they were doing dollar hands like if i played for the bulls that i would have front with the dollar hands you know and then jordan would try to buy out the pot like regard like what's what's the number you're uncomfortable with okay let's do that yeah just it's insane Kind of segueing off of that, um, mm. I have some hot fire questions for you. We'll get to you in a little bit. Hot fire questions? <laughs> Just stuff I've not thought about. Do you think the media attention that Jordan had then, mm. like how would you compare it to now? Do you think it was worse then or now? Uh, Just the, I, And I'm, I'm, I'm saying specifically him. Would it be worse for him? Was it, if he was playing now, would it be worse yeah. for him now or then? Or was it uh, was it is it equal? I I, I I dude I don't know man. It's different then because then mm-hmm. there had to have been more important. Like now, I think nowadays with technology, you have an idea of where people are gonna be yeah. at what time. I mean, back then these people, these reporters are camping. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one They're of the crazier camping. things, and that's really how it is. That's really that's still kind of how it is, although it's a little more orderly. Now, yeah. maybe because Jordan was Jordan, you had that many – wherever he went, you had more – you had national TV and then you had local, right? Um, yeah. You know, when I when I got to cover the Pacers last year, uh, you know, we, we interviewed <laughs> Coach sure Coach McMillan and whatnot. <laughs> I was – I did one of my Instagram live shows. Yeah. And then I mentioned I was like I, – I, I was – 
I was mentioning about like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna recap the Jordan Last Dance documentary, and then I mentioned you, but I made you sound so like I, I made you like I named all your plays. I was like, yeah, oh you know, gosh, <laughs> and, and I, was, I was like, he's a journalist. I'm a wannabe NCAA. journalist, man. He's done some NCAA games. I think he did one Pacers game. Like that was my description of you. <laughs> oh my god, it was for okay. Let me set the record straight. Then it's for a class, and it was it's hey. one of the most. Hey, hey man, it's experience is experience. Uh, yeah, you, had inside... you had a credential, right? Or to get in? I have media credentials right next to me. It's it's sitting on the fireplace right next to there me. There we go. There we go. Next but no, it's still It's still kind of that way. People still crowd. You wouldn't you wouldn't think it, but media coverage, it's because when you're when you're covering something, it's on you to get that into the paper. It's on yeah. you to get that little bit. That's why you see people coming up to you know, hey, McMillan, and he was just. I sort of felt for the guy because we were like, yeah. we pinned him against a wall. And so you imagine that times 10 with any other great player or uh, LeBron yeah. James or, or Michael Jordan in that regard. But the, um, and just like the space. And that's why security at, at arenas, if you're wondering why they're dicks or why they have yeah. bad attitude, it's because of that. It's because they have, they have to assume the worst in people. They have yeah, to assume that you're, that. you're there to get something out of it and you have to, you have to put in the groundwork, you know. Um, but no, I guess the question, at the core of the question is, you know, you, you compare the social media influence that, say, or pressure that mounts on someone like a Stephen Curry. Or, yeah. or a, if, we're going, if we're going that level, Floyd Mayweather, you know, or, or, or people yeah. like that. Is it worse now? I, I kind of think... Well, how would Jordan uh, react if, if he was if he was living now? Just like the scrutiny, severe scrutiny. Because what what um I may be going on a tangent here, but one of the craziest things watching this documentary is seeing how life used to be. These athletes yeah. genuinely could be alone, you know. Yeah. There were points that they genuinely could be alone and like just go out and do their thing. Like Dennis Rodman, his idea of a good time is, you know, go wood pit fire and just cooking your own food. Or the idea of these super athletes being able to go out and not be, you know, obviously they still have to deal with autographs, but like, and people coming up to them, but it's not like people secretly taping them all over the place. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. The yeah, accessibility I mean, I factor. It could, yeah, it could be, it's probably worse now. Yeah, and he, he wouldn't handle it fine either way. What, and it what, 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 what's your question? No, I'm just, I'm just. It's a, it's kind of a question of how, how bad do you think it was? How, how was back then different than now in terms of media pressure, media yeah. and societal pressure? Because now it's not just media pressure. You know, back then, bas your basketball news pretty much came from one of three sources. Now, if you go to a game, everyone is a source. Everyone's a source. If they oh, if they yeah, want to, or yeah. yeah, it's just it's a um, different level. I I mean I'd say it's worse now. Uh, Sadly, yeah. As probably. far as um, you know, official stuff credentials wise, because probably worse now. You thought some of the stuff they were writing about the players back then was harsh. You know, you look I don't at know. now. I mean, it wasn't really. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it's uh, there's just. You, you you think about now it's like it's and it's one of the things that keeps I keep thinking about when it comes to this documentary is it may not it's good entertainment it's hella good entertainment but like 
the journalistic side of things, it's like they when Jordan says, you know, I wasn't in it for the gambling, you know, if I had a gambling problem, I would be suffering, you know, I'd be down a house or, you know, divorce a wife yeah. or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The media will today will spin yeah. that. The media, yeah. sorry, I'll let you finish. But the media today will spin that and say Jordan denies that he's a gambling, that he is a gambling addiction, which is so sick. It's sick, you know. It, whereas before, it's, it's a, just said, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a form of, re- of rewording, but it's way. It happens. It's way worse now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rewording and rewording and changing narratives on things. Mm-hmm. That's so funny because, I mean, if you think about it, uh, whoever it was in the documentary made a good point. They're like, look, betting $5,000 a hand for blackjack is a big deal for us. I would never do that. Right. And who like, is... Can you imagine, like, Michael Jordan betting $5,000 a hand to us is like betting, like, like two bucks, five bucks, you know? Yeah, because he has the capital to make it up. It's kind of, it's a video game to him, you know? It really is. It's like Monopoly money. It's just like, it's play money. And yep. that's something we know nothing about. We know nothing about being gamble that much money number one number two we don't we don't have the competitive drive that he does and i was talking i was talking i was talking to my parents yesterday i was talking to my mom what she what she remembers like i asked her you know does this and because they're watching it too they um yeah your 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 mom your your parents or aunts and uncles or whatnot they were in you know high school like they were you know you were at an age where where you remembered or it yeah. or it was an influence of your time. It was like in high school when the the coming up of Michael Jordan. Yeah, and just uh we were talking something yesterday about how for most other athletes or for most other people, ninety nine point nine percent of other people, when they're that competitive, uh-huh. it eventually doesn't work out for them. It eventually cracks in their face, it eventually <clears throat> blows up. I think the reason people yeah. are so fascinated by Jordan is because it ne- there's this illusion that he never failed, he never there's lost a, on the court. Yes. Yeah, it's it's an illusion, you know, because that yeah. whole Atlanta City thing is is that the case? Is that what what it was called? Uh, yeah, the, the, that was a big deal at the time. But when was that? I think that was ninety. Was it ninety two? I I can't remember. It, yeah, it, I, no, I, no, I, it it must have been. It, it was ninety three because it was the it was the first three peat after he beat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charles Barkley, you have to think just like, I don't know, for most people, for yeah. most other, for most of society, that would detriment, that would be a detriment to your career beyond like, beyond recovery, right? But with someone like yeah. Jordan, but with someone like Jordan, even he's able to rise above and then erase yeah. it. It's almost like it didn't even exist. You know, it's, it's you know pretty what's, insane. You know what's funny about that? This is why, oh man, this is why uh, Jordan's kind of lucky. Um, being in his prime in that era <clears throat> because uh, nowadays you're getting caught because people have video footage of you from their phone, you know? Yeah, and it can Michael, get you. Let's say, we don't know what, we don't know the truth, right? Let's say the truth was Michael Jordan was in Atlantic City till 3 in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. Where, but Michael Jordan said, oh no, I was, you know, we were back by midnight or 11, whatever time he said. There. Back then, when you don't, when you can't make video footage at any time it's almost your word against everyone else correct so michael jordan can just say no i, I was I, they're lying you know yeah and there's no evidence so that's why he can always he can live off of that for you know yeah that's the cool thing about that but i mean we don't know what happened but let's say michael jordan did say that not that late yes yeah. 
Yeah. Your word against your word against his. Yeah, exactly. And at that I time, mean, his that? word was king. You know, mm. it's not. It's. I. I think it's so insane because now it, it's. It's. We've from 1990s to from the 90s to now. It's become almost the opposite. When an athlete says he didn't do something, you assume he did it. You know, all yeah. these like. You know, domestic cases, everything from money laundering, like you name it, your your immediate uh, reaction is that they did it. Whereas before, it's just, you kind of assume better out of an athlete. I, I don't know. I, I, I may be wrong there because. I don't, I don't know if you assume better, but um, look, there ain't no proof. So. <laughs> there ain't no proof. All right. Um, what, uh, what, 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 what's your what, what's your you, you say surefire, but, but but we spent 15 minutes on your first one. <laughs> no, no, no. That that wasn't even a part of the hot fire questions. Oh. But let me let me let me make an announcement real quick. So right now we're gonna move into right now we're gonna move into our uh, hot fire questions. If anybody listening in the future or currently wants to contribute to the podcast in any meaningful way, uh, be sure to comment down below in the YouTube channel or uh, my Facebook page or my Instagram page which can be found James Kittipole on Instagram, all lowercase, and on YouTube, the Crunchy Medicine YouTube page. Hot fire questions, be sure to comment down below. All right, Eric, I got a few, uh, I got a few questions for you, buddy. So, what do we got? you know, um, just in watching this documentary, uh, that whole, we're going to circle back a little bit to Isaiah Thomas. I don't know how much of this we'll get to, but I'll, I'll try to shoot out. You know, Isaiah Thomas, MJ sort of, he tried, I think, I think we saw as close to a resolution as you're going to get when he said, you know, Isaiah Thomas, and this is as clear as, you know, as clear as mud, him saying like, um, you know, Isaiah Thomas, besides Magic Johnson, is the greatest point guard I've ever played against. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it just kind of made me think about and seeing and then seeing Kobe at the beginning of the documentary was just like, you know. I'm glad him and Shaq had a chance to bury the hatchet while they while he was still alive. And so the question yeah. is, would you rather see MJ and LeBron do an interview together like Kobe and Shaq did or Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas in the same room just them talking to each other? That's easy. Um it would be Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas. And uh, okay, so why and what would be said in those interviews? What do you think would be said in those interviews? What would be said? I think it, it's almost anything that we can possibly predict. They're, they're going to recap what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to recap, you know, uh, intention compared to what things look like. Because you know, a lot of times um, your intention isn't isn't shown. Like what what you're trying to do, the way it looks, yeah. will always overshadow your intention. And maybe Isaiah Thomas will be able to clear things up. You know, and whatnot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it. I mean, only I think only good things can come up. Where Michael Jordan and LeBron James, like, why? Why would they? Like, what are they going to talk about? You know, like, it, it's going to be LeBron James. What? what what's? What's? What are they going to talk about? Well, the, that's the one that we need. Mm-hmm. So the one that have we seen, need. Have you seen the one where it was? Have you seen the one where Isaiah Thomas Isaiah, and Magic, right? Amazing. Kobe yeah. Bryant, Shaq. Those were, yeah, those were made. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would much rather see a Jordan. Isaiah Thomas than a Jordan LeBron. Because that's the given. Like, I mean, one, do you think Jordan will ever do something like that? <clears throat> I don't think so. It's it's I don't just think so. for, for what? For what, you know? I don't know. Like just just I, I think with Kobe's death, it just brings about a whole new like you know, like this stuff is what we played on the court. I, I don't know. But it, with it, the MJ and LeBron but... thing, 
it's it's with the MJ and LeBron thing. It's like the that's the mystery package. Whereas MJ and Isaiah Thomas, yeah, you're probably gonna get some fireworks, but at the end of the day, you're gonna get reconciliation, hopefully, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, most dude, no matter what, no matter how much you hate somebody or there's animosity or throughout years, if you sit down and have a real talk with that person, it's gonna like there's always gonna be something yeah. good out of it. Not that you're gonna be. But, you know, freaking best friends or anything, but <clears throat> there's something that's going to be good out of it yeah. because these are two people that, you know, they, they like no matter how bad it is, they respect each other's game, they respect mm-hmm. each other's careers and accomplishments. But if you have that talk with each other, then things will be different, you know? Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, moving on. If you could take one aspect of the 90s and 80s games, um, like one singular aspect and add it to today, what would it be? Oh jeez, the um, it would be, oh, dang man, you're coming out with some heaters. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably say the um, uh, it, it's not so much uh something I'd added to it, but I wish there was more of a. No, I mean, friend, uh, players can be friends with each other outside of the uh, outside of the league or whatnot. I just yeah. wish it was a little less documented. I, I wish I wish there were less friendships. You and wish it was a little more problem. left to left to ambiguity, like left to the imagination of the audience. Yeah, if if, if y'all are cool outside of the game, if That's y'all cool. practice together, you know, you're cool with each other. Yeah. I don't want to know that until I, I don't want to know that until y'all are retired. You know? Right, it's it's kind of like you're over the whole jersey trading it's thing. So, like it's almost um, I hate to say it, man. It's almost it's almost corny, dude. Yeah, like, it's almost uh, a publicity stunt. Like when they do it, it's like, oh, you know, I'm I'm but that look, I'm that guy. Yeah, look, you know, good for y'all. Y'all are friends. Good for you. But I one thing I loved about the '90s it was it was competitive. These guys were very competitive with each other, and and they weren't even if you further in the you know, we're not talking, but I'm just saying it's yeah. Wise. I just wish they were a little less friendly. You know what's funny though with that? I, I just realized and this is something I just thought of. Hmm. You know who doesn't trade jerseys but is a player that is perceived as just like a guy who does his job and not like not over the top fireworky or anything? Oh jeez. Kawhi know. Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. I've never seen him trade a jersey. I'm I've, sure it's happened. I've never I'm even sure seen him I'm sure yeah. I'm sure somebody like him. When you bring it up, he's just like, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, why do you want to do that? <laughs> I mean, we read it a year ago, dude. We were all over him as far as his laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so messed up. This dude that's so guarded yeah. and quiet. He's so reserved. Because maybe he's not the most charismatic or has the best personality but is a killer on the basketball court. The the, the time when we see a little bit, he opens up a little a bit. Little bit. A little bit of himself. And he has this awkward laugh, and the internet goes berserk. Gets all over yeah, him goes berserk. This hey, but he's the one laughing though. This dude's a meme legend all of a sudden, and he was, and he's, yeah, and that's why, you know, I don't blame you, Kawhi. Yeah. Be sheltered, dude. Don't, don't, don't let anybody in. <laughs> but yeah, that would be it. Hey right. man, am I just answering these, or are you answering these too? No, I answered it. Uh, okay, my answer to that would be just, um, the physicality i think is something i'd like to see a little or more freedom to defend because uh not the not not the pistons defense but more along the lines of like the bulls defense because the bulls actually did play defense oh you know they were fantastic at it can you imagine can you imagine in the Mm -hmm. 90s 
being the Chicago Bulls, you had the number one. I mean, they didn't win Defensive Player of the Year, but can you imagine you had the number one and number two defender? Maybe they're not number one and number two, but they're easily the best defensive duo in yeah. the league. Can you imagine that? Today? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that leads us right into our next question then. Mm. Time machine game. You only get oh. one matchup. You get one one matchup. <laughs> you don't don't think yeah, don't yeah. think too much about it, but think about it. Which two NBA teams play, and the game takes place in 2005? The game takes place in 2005. Correct. And I can choose. And we're choosing any two teams. Any two teams from any era, and the game takes takes place in 2005. And the reason I choose 2005, and maybe you can say something about this, I think the mid 2000s were almost like the perfect. It it stardom wise, it wasn't, but play okay. style wise, it was the best of both worlds. It was still physical. And at that point, guard play had been has was better facilitated, okay. you know. It was fast. I, I'm, I'm and glad was, you said that. And also, yeah. it, it's hilarious that you brought up 2005 because that's the best year to bring up to have a, a finals, or should I say, have a finals replace? Because in 2005, <laughs> it was the San Antonio Spurs versus the Detroit Pistons. It went to seven games. I'm, this is not a real stat. I'm not surprised if it's going to be true. Right. Both teams averaged maybe. 85 points a game. It was the <laughs> worst NBA Finals of all time. I don't know how the ratings were. Worse? It was, it was it worse than the 18 game. one? Huh? It was worse than the Cavs Warriors and the when the Cavs didn't have Kyrie Irving and, and whatnot. I think that ratings might be the wise? worst. I don't know. I don't know. Ra- okay, so I'm you're saying ratings-wise, right? I'm talking about ratings. Yeah. I'm talking about uh, uh, interest. Okay. And it was just two teams that it was just two great defensive teams that were boring. <laughs> it was the oh was the Spurs. The, uh, you, you thought the Spurs were boring? I thought the Spurs were Spurs like their teamwork is it's so cool. But I guess against different opponents, it, it's the, much the more Spurs, fun to see. The Spurs were winners, and they will always get credit for that. Spurs were winners. They're not a fun team to watch. Okay. Well, yeah, I feel and, you. And this finals, dude, it was the Pistons <laughs> and the Spurs. <laughs> it went to seven games. I watched. I'm not lying, dude. I watched a total. I'm not talking about game time. I'm talking about total time. I watched maybe minutes out of the whole series. I'm like, I can't believe this is not. This mm. is not it. So I'm glad you chose 2005. I think that was unintentional. Yeah, no, it was completely unintentional. Let me answer the question real quick, Ryan. Uh, that's my cousin who's who's on the other end. Um, yeah, yeah but can you tell we look alike <laughs> with the mustache and everything and the hair. Oh yeah, there's a picture of me in the background. Uh yeah, but there no, the reason I chose 2005 was because again, the game so was the, still the physical. Of, of what? Yeah. Correct. Every, it was the perfect almost the perfect world. I mean, I'm I may be biased is cuz I grew up mm. in the mid 2000s. That's when I started watching, you know, Kobe, Fro yeah. Kobe, 8 Kobe and, you know, LeBron's first stint. Um yeah, so which two teams? If you if you need time, we'll come back to it, but I can give no, mine. No, no, no. I'll do it right now. It's it's not I I don't have the I don't have the actual. Damn. Yeah, I, I. I'll let you think about it, but can I tell you mine? Yes, I want to know yours. Please. Mine is going to be the '96 Bulls. Yeah. Okay? The '96 Bulls, and the Heat team that beat the San Antonio Spurs in seven. Oh. So LeBron James oh. at his absolute peak, when LeBron James was, he did have the killer instinct. He was clutch. And, you know, that team, it's it's not just, you know, it, the, the given is LeBron versus oh, MJ, dude. right? But then you but have dude. you have Dwayne Wade, you have Chris Bosh, you have yeah. 
that whole Ray Heat Allen. team was really, really good. Yet, you, you know, off the bench, Ray Allen, Ray Allen Dude, why, Shane Battier. Why isn't Udonis Haslam's jersey not retired yet? That that is the most. Oh, I thought loyal. it was. That is the that is the greatest role player to stay loyal to the team, uh, right? Uh, and the second place would be uh, Adonal Foyle. Okay, there's no. <laughs> Ain't nobody like he took pay cuts and everything. No, but yeah, the reason I choose those two teams, again, is, you know, LeBron versus MJ. That's the given. But you got everybody else that contributes to it. You know, we know what the 96 team did, but a lot of people don't remember that 13 Heat team with LeBron at the helm. They went on a 28-0 and run in the season. It, it, it was ridiculous. That's a, that's a record, yeah. Yeah. That's a record. It was ridiculous. And, um... Yeah, I just felt like physicality-wise, they could match up with the Bulls, you know. And yeah. that's a, yeah, that's that's a team I like to see in 2005 okay. played out. So I'll let you think about it. We, we may... no, 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 no. I, I got, I got it right now. Got you got it. it. All right, let's go. Which... I got it, but uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little on the fence in the beginning, but I'm gonna come out with an answer because I've there's three teams, okay? Oh, okay, okay. All right. And All there's right. three teams. Uh, there's three teams against one team, and I think when you have this debate, it's always gonna be the 95, 96 Chicago Bulls. Right, that's the given. That's the given. That's always that's always going to be the base. Okay, the first team I would love to see them play against is the 2000 2001 uh, Los Angeles Los Lakers. Angeles Lakers. Yep. Of yep. course, I would, okay. the one that went. I don't know. I think it was what 17 and one in in the in the, in the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. And the, their only their one loss was against Allen Iverson, who scored like 50 something points in overtime. Game one stepped over Tyron. Everybody remembers that. That, that that's an easy one, okay. Number one, uh, number two, I would pick the same year as you, the uh, the um, the, Heat. the Miami Heat super team, mm-hmm. you know, featuring featuring uh, Miami Heat LeBron James. That was freight train LeBron James. You know what I mean? Yeah, he put that's on he put, he put on a few more pounds. He wasn't he was still lightning fast though. He was still yes, lightning fast. <laughs> yeah, I say I say that one. You know, Chris Bosh, D Wade, and then the other team. Of course, you got to go with the 2017 NBA champion, uh, Golden, Golden State, State Warriors. Warriors. Right? Okay, so you're going three teams. Would you say that's a solid three? Like, that would be the top sure. three pick, right? I'm not picking no teams in the 80s. Like, I'm not yeah. doing that. Really? I don't care. I don't know. I, I, I guess the other, the other two teams, and they're not really NBA. Okay, I know the question was NBA teams, but if we're going to go there, I'd like <laughs> yeah. to see the Redeem team versus the Dream team. Uh, yeah, to which I think the dream team, I think the dream team probably would still win, but like that's funny you say that, yeah. Yikes! You got Kobe. I, I would, I would, uh, yeah. I would re- respectfully disagree with that. Oh, you you take new school. I would take the 2018. If if for whatever Oof. reason the dream, the original dream team right. had Shaquille O'Neal instead of Christian Leitner, I would take the original dream team. Mhm. All right, but actually, no, I take. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah. I'll, I'm sorry, because if, if you're talking about bigs, if yeah, never mind. Yeah, the, the, the bigs in the original Dream Team was... Well, no, in my heart of hearts, uh, which yeah. is a Skip Bayless saying, for goodness sake, my heart of hearts, I would yeah. want, that's obviously... Blasphemous. That's blasphemous, Stephen. Um, I'd honest, I would obviously want the team that I grew up watching to win. But yeah. if, like, just objectively, who would I think would win? Uh, probably the... Um, Probably the dream team, if only because of the dominance inside the paint, you know, yeah. because and guard, but guard play. 
I think you got to give it to the 2018. But yeah, that's that's if and and. That's that's a fun question I like to ask basketball oriented that's a people. Fun question. Um, but uh, enough of being on the fence. I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm only choosing the Lakers. Lock in, yeah. Lock in. Lakers. I'm only choosing yep. the Lakers team because how are they gonna deal with Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant? You could say they cancel each other out. Who would you say was the third? Um, was the three, or was the X factor on the Lakers? Was it Robert Ory? Was it Rick Fox? Was uh, it uh? The X, the X factor on. Because for the Bulls, it would be Dennis, right? But for the for the Lakers, easy, who yeah. would it be? The, the, their, their third, I don't know, man. Their third could just be a unit. It could be a unit. It could be a combination of yeah, Derek Fisher, Robert Fox, Rick Fox. That was a pretty good team. Like it, they were still a solid, solid team. They had a yeah, lot, bunch of veterans. It's, it's, they had Gary Payton. <laughs> No, no, Gary Payton was 2004. Well, oh, no, no, yeah, Gary Payton. And then he was, went to the Heat was, as well. That was, a super, that was a legit super team yeah. as far as names. They had, they had Carl Malone and Gary Payton, but we're talking about a different team. Yeah. But um, that 01, 02 team or, or whatever, I think it was 02, whatever. The, the, second, the second of the Lakers 3 P that team, yeah, there was no third. The third... Um, the third star was just a combination of whatever their role players did because it was anchored by Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal, like two alphas. Yeah. You know? And the speculate, yeah, but yeah, so that's, yeah, that's a fun question I like to ask basketball or new so, yeah, people. I, I, so, yeah, I would go, I would go, yeah, Lakers, dude. Lakers, okay. Lakers, Lakers and Bulls. So I got three more questions for you. I Maybe. Sure. Um, kind of segueing into there's, a more. There's no, there's no time limit to this, right? Because, you know, Instagram. No, 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 no. There, there is no time limit. But you know, I, I, I just, I had only three more that, uh, you know, c- kind of okay. over, over the. Let's and go. if you have, honestly, if you, if you have fire questions for next week, I have nothing, dude. Yeah. I, I just have, I just, I took a few notes from last, from last night. <laughs> oh, I, like you take notes? Mm, all right, look at you go. We always have no. We always have something to talk about. We always like I have yeah. nothing important. Let, let's go. Let's all right. So, um, you know, we were talking earlier in the year about. What, uh, what ambassador slash representative would be a would be the best guest to appear on Joe Rogan? And I have two candidates for you. Uh, between Joe Rogan, oh, we've talked about this, but yeah, yeah, we talked about this, but not in the way that I'm about to bring it up. Between sure. Ernie Johnson and Mike Breen, who'd be a better guest on Joe Rogan? Mike on the, who? Mike Breen. You know who he is? No. Mike Breen no, is I... the guy who. Well, first, he um broadcasts all the Knicks games. And he's the guy who broadcast. He's the bang guy. Ah, Now we're talking the bang bang guy. So he has, he has broadcasting experience. He has interview experience. He, I sent you a thing. I don't know if you saw it. He interviewed Jeremy Lin and he's just such a natural guy to like, he's, he's a good, but on the other hand, in the other corner, you got Ernie Johnson. That's a good, pretty solid between those two. Who would you, between them two? Yep, between them two, who would be a better guest on Joe Rogan? Okay, not I'm not choosing a Joe Rogan like of anybody. I'm not choosing a Joe. Nope, Rogan. just those two, just those two. Um, I'm I'm only I'm only going this out of familiarity, and I'm just gonna say Ernie Johnson. Ernie Johnson. Just out of familiarity, but yeah, they they both must have amazing stories to tell. Like, Correct. Uh, the, the, they're coming up and whatnot. Um, you probably you were probably expecting me to say like Stephen A or Skip Bayless or some shit. No, I, I would I would have yeah I would have def- so, so you think Mike Breen and and Ernie Johnson would? Be- 
I just think from an ambassador's perspective, one, they're very, they're very professional, you know. But on top of that, it's like you said, they have stores because they've been around the scene for years. You know, it's like yeah. they've, they've been in this. And it's the, um, you got you to think Joe Rogan, he almost has the same tenure, but for the UFC, right? Um, like he, yeah. Joe Rogan has that perspective um, of just covering the sport and being, and being a broadcaster. And for lack of a better term, those two guys are broadcasters, you know? Yeah. They're master. These are all three masters of their craft. Joe well, Rogan, Mike Ernie, Green, Ernie and Ernie. Johnson is more. When was Ernie? Uh, I guess I guess he, yeah, he Ernie. Was, oh, Ernie was NBC. I, I think. Well, don't quote me on that. But before he used to do yeah. pregame, and he'd be like Ali Ali Lafoe, just at at games, and you know, talking about how Jordan wasn't going to be at the game or, or whatnot. And yeah, Mike Breen, just the broadcasting M- side yeah, of Mike, things. Oh, man, yeah. I mean, these these are both great choices. But I, the, literally, I'm only going out of fifty. Johnson, but mm-hmm. god damn, I'd be I'd be happy with any of these. Yeah. But yeah, that's a yeah. good one. And and who was your who's your pick again? Or did you say? Oh already? God, I think my pick would would have to be. Or it, it would probably be Ernie Johnson, just because of, a familiarity, but b just like, um, yeah. But Mike Breen just wouldn't would not be a great would not be a bad second at all, just because he's yeah. he has a he has that iconic voice at this point. His voice is basketball history, you know. Uh yeah. Very much true. Right. Maybe segueing. We got two questions left. Um, All right, let's go. Segueing maybe away from basketball a little bit, taking a step back. Um, who is the most pure athlete you've ever seen? You know, an athlete that's not driven by ego, one who just wants to do his or her job. I have my answer, but you think about it. Let me let me repeat the question. Uh, wait, hold on. Here, repeat the question again? Yeah. Who in all sports that you've ever mm. seen in your whole life yeah is the most pure athlete and this question was kind of derived i i I thought of this um as i saw jordan you know because he's driven by something he's driven by the need to either prove other people wrong or to be just just for the sake of being the best or for other reasons right but yeah when i say pure just like a person who just loved their sport and like was the most pure not not innocent but just pure athlete that you've ever seen Damn. Okay. I, 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 do you want me to go I, first, or do you do you, do you know? I, I, you know, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I hate that I don't have a definitive answer, and and I hate that I'm you know I'm on the fence, and I'm and I'm depending on you to hear your answer to better solidify <laughs> what I'm gonna say. Sure. But let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and hear 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 what you're gonna say. All right. Uh, so my answer, I mean, it's it's hard. There's there's no definitive, right? There's so many. Um, yeah. Not driven by ego, it's someone who just wants to do their job to do their job and for me and I have to go with Khabib Nurmagomedov because oh, yeah yeah just yeah. just think about it this guy he's this guy yeah he's he's undefeated this guy huh this guy brother, huh brother. this guy they bother bother make everybody brother. speak bad english huh but um this is, this is number one bullshit. bullshit yeah but he um <laughs> just think about it from a pure athletic standpoint one he's a yeah. world class top tier possibly in the conversation of greatest of all time in his field, right? Oh, One of the best who, who has ever done it, even if he does lose, right? Whatever. But on top of that, just... I'll tell you right now, see here, so sorry, I'm just going to briefly... No, do it, yeah, yeah. Khabib, Khabib is the only fighter in this discussion that you can say undisputed, undefeated. He's the only one. Anyways. Really? I mean, you could say that. Who's the other... In the UFC, undefeated, like, yeah. no one. 
anyone that's in the cat that's in this conversation of greatest all-time mixed martial artists, nobody's undefeated. I guess the only other person you could say is John Jones because you don't people don't really hold that first oh, defeat John against Jones. him. Yeah. But I wouldn't put John Jones in even there. That loss, even if that loss is an asterisk, even if if it's an asterisk, even if it's not a real loss, it's, it's still a loss. Yeah. And Correct. John Jones has he has a few uh, other issues. Correct. Well, well, yeah. Which but is why yeah, he's not yeah. he's nowhere near in the conversation for me. Yeah, Khabib, it's just it, like. Oh, John Jones. No, 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 no. When he says, when I say pure, most pure athlete. Most pure, just like Khabib pure hearted. God you know? damn, I never thought about this. Yeah, because Khabib. It's so funny because like my thing is MMA. Yeah. Like, like my main sport that I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you ask that question, I'm only thinking about traditional sports. But. Yeah, I mean, just from a holistic but, standpoint, it can be anybody, man. It can be like. But Khabib, God damn, Khabib, that's good, man. It can be anybody. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Their record, they don't necessarily have to be in the GOAT conversation because then we, we could bring in people like, uh, you could pre- bring in people like Clay Thompson. You know, he, he's, dude, he just loves his job. He's just really, yeah, really hella good at it. And he's like the most neutral. Yeah, but Khabib, and the reason I say is not only because of his tenure, but because of his, dude, the dude turned down like 100 million to fight in Russia, like, it's just he's turned he's turned down money and he's off openly said you know if you do this i will not fight in your league again you know yeah. i'll just retire you're the one who's gonna have to deal with the loss and it's like i just want to go out and do my thing i don't want to deal with all this other bullshit you know which is yeah, yeah my answer would be could be but that probably hit you out of nowhere it's probably not a fair question you probably haven't had no, time to think answer, about it man. Jeez, Khabib, dude. yeah because habib he he made his money he's good he doesn't need money no. Okay. From his success, especially that Connor fight. Before that, he was probably fine. Like, look, I don't need, I don't need money. This is why that's a good answer because he's about, he's about legacy. He's about mm-hmm. what's right. He's about pride. You know. Yeah. And that's what. That's why he would. Yeah. Which is why I think when people when he went into the stands, it was so uncharacteristic of him because it had got at that point it had gotten to him, which is yeah. why people. Yeah, we could talk about the matchup another day, but yeah, do you have an an do you still have an answer or do you want I maybe uh, this next I'll, this I'll, next I'll, question? I'll, there's 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 three athletes once again I on the fence segment of the answer. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um I had um I had Deion Sanders. You know Deion Sanders is, right? Yeah. Prime, the original primetime. Primetime. Yep. Uh Deion Sanders, I had LeBron James. Okay. And then but my answer is uh, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Dude has his hands were like I hear, was it Brian Callen that was telling a story about his hands? Just like the fact that his hands were just ginormous. I don't know if it's Bo, it Bo Jackson. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, but that's but a that's Bo a good Jackson answer. That's a great answer. Down. Why? Anybody that because uh, because Bo Jackson was around at a, at, a, at a different time too. Also another time of no social media, mm-hmm. no documentation, and whatnot. But literally, Bo Jackson' legacy is like stories from the playground, stories from yeah. His, classmates or whatever but bo jackson also he barely played professionally and he's still in the conversation of the greatest athlete of all time but as mm-hmm. well, yeah all that yeah i'd say bo jackson yeah all right so we're at our final question uh and before we get into our really? final yeah we're at before we get into our final one i just want to say again uh for those of you listening thank you for tuning in um if you have anything to contribute or you want us to discuss a particular subject uh feel free to comment or uh, down below or hit the subscribe button or uh, contact me personally if you're my friend um, absolutely if yeah. you like what you're watching do yourself a favor it's free hit the like button 
Hit the subscribe button. It's free. <laughs> Just do it. I love my cousin. All right. Eric, since you said um, the UFC is your main sport of interest, right? It, it has been your main sport of interest for how long now? Oh, jeez. My main sport? Uh, uh, since uh, probably like 2010. Okay. So you probably you have a you have a good groundwork of main, I've always been a fan of it. Right. It's always been in my in my queue. But as far yeah. as like it being my main favorite sport, yeah, probably like 2010. So the last question, maybe I should have ended on the other one. Goodness, ha ha. But uh this one is just uh kind of crossed my mind just what are some of the differences, main differences between an NBA athlete and a UFC athlete? <clears throat> and what like what separates it for you like because you seem to, yeah, you you like you derive viewership off the UFC, and I agree. And quite frankly, I agree with you. Yeah. Like the UFC is the best thing in sports right now that people don't know about. You know, like uh, mostly, yeah. mostly, mostly. It's it's still kind of a niche thing, but competitiveness. Wait, okay. Wait, what do you ask me? And what are their similarities? No, what are the differences? What are some of the main differences between an NBA athlete and a UFC athlete? Uh. I... I mean, that's, a, I don't know, man. That's kind of tough because my, because as far as um, differences, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to get to that yet. I'll, I'll, go, I'll talk about their, their similarities. And mm -hmm. the main one is that these, both of them are uh, top notch, you know, uh, conditioned athletes, like in anything, like their, their, their endurance and, yeah. their, you know, lung capacity, uh, strength and all that. I think they're, both of them are similar that way, but as far as the differences, I don't know. I mean, it's just depending on what. Uh, I guess this is a better question. I um, real last depending question. Why? Yeah, but what? Uh, and maybe as a teaser for a continued conversation next week. Why? Sure. Um, why should someone watch the UFC? And because you, you got me into it, and I've been hooked since 2016 um, slash 17. It's like I I could not. Yeah. Before I saw it, it was like, oh, okay, this is Eric's freaking. It's the same. I I I go as far as I'd lob it in with WWE, but it is not. Uh, there's okay. There's always a famous saying that MMA, like the roots of MMA, always comes from professional wrestling. Yes, professional wrestling. I don't want to say. It. First of all, professional wrestling is not fake. It's choreographed. It's it's mm -hmm. still like these are still top-notch athletes yep um there's something that comes from that but something about the ufc like uh, white made because i i've always UFC or mixed martial arts and uh, i never really understood why until uh, dana white he made a good point he was like you know like anytime if you see if we're if we're just if we're having dinner and you see someone fighting or or fight brewing you're watching you know you are watching it yep yep if, if, if you're in the street if you're at a damn flea market and a fight breaks out, you're watching it, you know? Yeah. There's something very intriguing about fights. But I, I think it's not just that now. It's not just that because uh, it, it's about it's about their stories, man. It, because uh, a fighters, their stories, their struggle is a little more relatable to us, I, I, I think. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, we can relate a, a little bit more. They're a little more... Not that uh, professional athletes aren't human, but they're a little more... Like, we can relate more from a standpoint than someone like a lebron james kobe bryant um you know cristiano ronaldo like like we can't like fighters we can relate to more because no matter how much money they make there's still side to that that we can relate to yeah and that's what i always appreciated about mma fighters but it's just something about like the anticipation of a fight where you know the story behind it you know what's on the line mm -hmm. it doesn't 
like a game seven can't touch that. A game seven of an NBA Finals, a Super Bowl game doesn't touch the anticipation. What's on the line? The stories behind these fighters, what they've gone through, why they hate each other, why they why they need to win so bad. It doesn't. It, it's it's not comparable. I almost compare it to like. Every time you see a UFC like title fight, it's a game seven yeah. every single time, and there are multiple game sevens that happen. That no, yeah. no, I take it back. There may not be a game seven that will happen. It's not guaranteed, you know. Yeah. It, the the fight that it's not like an NBA where you will get a definitive matchup of who's the best, the best, like who you who should be in there, you know. Yeah. Whereas with the UFC, it may not like with this Khabib and Tony thing, man. It it who knows if it, you know. It's yeah. it's not guaranteed, and the result the when I say not guaranteed, like the matchup isn't even guaranteed. The dream matchup that everyone wants to see is not guaranteed. You know, there are certain elements that have to fall into place for for a, for a fight to be made, yeah. for a fight to be Ups, deemed yeah. worthy of a UFC event. You know, and in and in fighting upsets happen and all that, but the, I've never look. This is just me though. I mean, I'm seeing other people are like this, but yeah, there there are certain fights where like i request a day off and i literally can't like once the it's a, it's saturday you don't check social and media as as the time what you don't check social media on those days <laughs> that, that, if, okay if i work yeah. on a night of a ufc event i don't check social media but if there's a fight that i need to watch it's already requested off i have mm-hmm. it off i have plans i friend's house yeah but as the time as the time ticks down mm-hmm. my anxiety i can't wait i can't believe that this fight is happening and, and i'm just like so I'm so amped. It's, it's, it, I, I can't explain it, dude. Like, there's there's only certain there's only been a few fights that I, I I've seen that firsthand. That's that's that, that's a real that's a real wait, tangible wait, 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 anxiety. Wait, 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 which one? Which um, fight? I I prime example would be the Khabib and Khabib and uh, Conor McGregor fight. You were uh, on. Yeah. You were nervous. I, I, was, uh, I, I didn't have um. I had that same level of anticipation and anxiety. Yeah. Just because of the name value, but when I saw Conor McGregor like that ain't him that's not yeah he's not tip top of what he could be Correct. not saying him tip top could beat khabib mm-hmm. but goddamn like give me a better chance there's just yeah. a, there's just certain fights man the first time john jones actually both times john jones dc fought yeah god damn it i, I lost it I, I, I it's a storyline and i think what you're getting at is um yeah you said to me multiple times i get and i get anxiety i get I get nervous just thinking about it because it's not like yeah. you really want both sides to lose or win. It's it might exactly. actually be. This, yeah. There's a point. These, these are two people. Like a lot of times, there there are two people at the top. They're, like you can't get anything better than these two, and they fight each other, and someone has to lose. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, That's crazy. And yeah. and even if someone like Colby and and Usman, you saw that fight. Yep. I couldn't handle that, dude. I was like, this this fight, especially because the fight was amazing. It was yeah. all in the field. amazing. And I'm watching this. I'm like, oh my god, someone has to fight, you know. This was before. Well, this was well before social distancing. I was watching it with friends, and they weren't very. They weren't as well versed in UFC. I like. I had to be you, like to me. It's kind of tough to yeah. It, but even very, they picked up on, dude. This is an insane fight. They didn't know. They didn't know half of the buildup. And when they saw the fight, it's like, yeah, this yeah. is something else. Yeah. Um, it, it's just um, yeah. It's, it's kind of weird because. If you compare it to football, baseball, basketball, UFC is a very young sport. It's very young. It's in and, its infancy. And it's kind of tough to like pick your audience or pick the people that you want to watch it with because it's yeah. very frustrating watching with people that don't really know the sport. That's why I'm, a, I'm very selective who I watch it with. 
Yeah. Wait, hold on. What, 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 what question is this? Like, what, what happened? What, what are we doing right now? Well, no, I mean, it was a it was a follow up question. I the original question was, what are some of the main differences between the NBA athlete and a UFC athlete? But I think what I was trying to get at with you was mm. because you introduced me to UFC, and because to this day I still follow it like like anybody yeah. else now. Like, I've been trying to do this. I not not like baptize someone else in the way of the UFC, but it's just like, dude, <laughs> there's a whole different. If you take it, it's like your take on traditional sports. If you take a step back and look at shoot all these, it doesn't even have to be the UFC. It can be one. It can be you know, K one like these different martial arts. It's a totally different level of competitiveness. It's a totally different level of craft. And just like, yeah. A, it's drama. You know, people watch sports for the entertainment factor. Right? It's a totally different level of entertainment. You know? Yeah. It's just, you know, the very visceral watching people bash mm-hmm. each, try to bash each other's brains in, for lack of a if better you, term. You know? Yeah. yeah. If you think about what's on the line, if you think about basketball, what's on the line every game is like your your joints, you know, like your knees. Yeah. Uh, this will pay off at some point. And it will. Know, in the line. NBA, it'll pay off because of the freaking money. But like... But I'm saying, like, as a fighter, like, every time you go in there, there's a chance, almost every time, you're not going to be the same person when you're done fighting. Yeah. You know? That's a risk. Some... What's your answer? Um, uh, to the original or to the why someone should watch UFC? No, to the original. To the original, I think the main difference is, is just uh, how athletes have to train and condition themselves. Because, now, they, the hours they put in are probably the same. But with fighting, you also have to take into account like weight. You know, there's a cutting uh, season. Yeah. It's like it. And with that, there's a whole. And because of the physical aspect of the sport, it dictates and sort of comments on the mental aspect of the sport. You are yeah. preparing yourself to go beat someone up, someone up to legally. You have to sign a waiver. The state has sanctioned at that level. The state has sanctioned it. Yeah, you're in there, and it's okay. It's not yeah. assault, <laughs> you know. Otherwise, it's assault, you know. Mm. And so, yeah, yeah. that's. It, I think it's one of the most captivating things in sports today. I just think people should maybe if they're bored, if they're saying, "Oh, there's nothing going on in the sporting world right now," when basketball or football isn't a thing, it's just like. You you aren't you aren't really trying to watch more sports. You're just you're just saying you're bored to say you're bored. You know you, you tr- at least try something else. Um, yes. Eric, that was a really this has been a good conversation, man. Um, we've kind of reached, I think, the peak of where we're going for today. Uh, is there anything else you'd want to say before we wrap up? There's a I mean there's a lot that I want to say, but there's one thing I do want to touch base. Sure. Through this quick. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I was out of it or kind of burnt out watching the documentary. How was Horace Grant a snitch? I don't know. They kind of made him look like a snitch, but like, mm. well, well, oh, it's yeah. I, I look at you right now. It seems like you have you. It seems like you got something to say there. No, I have nothing to say about this. Horace, I, I wrote this. I wrote this down on my computer. Gotcha. Horace Grant the snitch. I wrote this on my computer. Mm-hmm in my notes to talk about this during this, you know, during our show or whatnot, but yeah. I, I don't remember how he was a snitch, but apparently Horace was. And the, and did the team treat him as such? It, they did, right? I don't know. Maybe I, got, yeah. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Okay. That, that, well, that's number one. And, and another thing that I'm just going to retouch on with that. I've talked about this the last two times we've done this, but you know, it's not documented. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love how this 
this is a documentary about in the late 90s we have no sports right now and they're literally giving us sports they, they're giving us something to talk about they're giving uh espn mm-hmm. sports shows something to talk about yep and the most fascinating thing about all this is that they're really getting into it as far like, as far as debating uh, uh re um like going going over it again mm-hmm. and the best part is that we know what happened. We know what happens. We know how the ending it's is. It's no, you, know? you can't spoil it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can't spoil it. We know who wins. We know what happens. But for, but this is interesting enough to where we're still tuned in. We still want to hear people's opinions, and I, and I think it's it's great. Yeah. Well. Uh, also, I, what's the name of this? What what is the name of uh? What would you say the name of this channel is? Oh, the channel. That this is going to be going on is called Crunchy Medicine. It's going to be on YouTube. Crunchy Medicine. This yep. is on YouTube. Crunchy you Medicine. Follow on YouTube. Yep. Follow it on YouTube, uh, or follow the Twitch channel. I do. I do also do video game playthroughs. Uh, hopefully with you soon. Uh, if you want to play some Warzone <laughs> later on. Yeah, yeah. Um, if, if you if you wanna if you wanna lose all your followers, you should have to watch me. Warzone. No, you should have to watch me, man. I'm not. I'm not a good gamer at all. It's if you okay, wanna perfect. if I you wanna my, feel better about your self esteem as a gamer I need to, and yeah, as an individual. I need to buy a headset. Watch also, me play. Uh, I do have an episode. I have an episode coming out tomorrow night, and I will mention your your show. Thank you, man. Go ahead and plug yourself right now. Who are you? Uh, where can we find you? And what is your <laughs> show? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. I everything. have an Instagram live show. I uh, I, I go by the name of uh, Doctor Underscore Underscore Primetime. I have an Instagram live show. I call it Deep Thoughts. Thoughts spelled T H O T S. Uh, where I talk about if you wanna if you wanna hear uh, dudes or myself talk about bro science and nothing and literally nothing, uh, check it out. If you wanna waste an hour of your life, maybe get a few laughs. Yeah, check it out. This not this is no plug or whatnot. I'm only asking James so I can plug his show so he can gain. <laughs> so hopefully he can gain you know one of my maybe you know my three followers. So yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, that's my cousin Eric for you. Uh, yeah. Um, if you would like to follow along, uh, with next week's episode, we will be talking again about the last dance, uh, episode seven and eight. Uh, and who so- knows, there might be something in between. There might be some news about MMA or whatnot. We might do something in between. You never know, but you got to stay tuned. That's why you got to hit the subscribe, the like button. <laughs> How are you supposed to find out? Get updated. Guess what? It's free. Just do it. It's free. Yeah. Anyway, so if you'd like to follow on that, ESPN does do a broadcast of these episodes every Sunday at 9 Eastern. You can follow along there, however way you see fit. Again, if you have any uh, sports topics that you'd like us to talk about, they don't even necessarily have to be about basketball, fighting. They can be about uh, any topic sports-related in general. Anything is on the table. Please feel free to comment below or please feel free to contact either me or Eric. Oh, Eric. It's probably better you contact him, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, mostly. Yeah. Well, guys, I appreciate it. Eric, I appreciate you being on. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.